Hello, this is Masajati. Welcome to my podcast, Exponential Intelligence. This is episode 143, Wealth, Why Most People Are Not Wealthy and Why Most Wealthy Are Not Happy. This is part of the Abuse Recovery Series. As always, we'll just jump right into it. Um, Go ahead and get comfortable, get situated as we start. And uh, although it, it is a talk, um, I still end up working on you. So go ahead and get comfortable. Situated, uh, those, for those who are familiar with me, um, <clears throat> getting into your comfortable position, connecting to the mastermind, and then asking, how do I connect to Pure Source even stronger? For those who are new, welcome. As a note, um, the way I share information with you, it's not in a linear process. Uh, we don't learn well that way. Okay? Although most of society, schooling and so on, our normal education were very linear. So what that means is that you know you learn, uh, you talk about a topic, we open it, we talk about it, we close it, we move on to the next topic. I don't teach that way. Uh, it's more spatial, three-dimensional. Okay? So I might talk about, say, several topics and leave it open for you. It allows you to grow and expand and blossom from it. Because once we close off a topic, once we under- so-called understand it, right, because we need uh, an ending, right, we need finality in our lives, um, um, what happens is that, well, that information starts to decay almost right away. And so it doesn't benefit you uh, as impactful as it should. Right? So uh, with that being said, it might look like I jump around. Uh, that's the reason why. <clears throat> and then also, uh, again, it allows it to stay fresh. It allows it to grow and expand. So uh, this is a fundamental call three. It's on wealth. It's part of the abuse series on, say, how money or success can abuse us, or um, money or, say, intellect can abuse us or distort us uh, as well. So this is a free call. It gives you the basics or the structure on, again, how uh, um, like success can abuse us, uh, and then it prepares you for the upcoming abuse series coming up uh, early on part of the year. Uh, if you haven't listened to any of the other abuse series, I would highly recommend at least the first one to listen because it gives you the fundamentals uh, of abuse. Uh, this call is um, is called Wealth, Why Most People Are Not Wealthy and Then Why Most Wealthy People Are Not Happy. This call goes deeper than, <clears throat> say, financial abuse. It uh, pinpoints how your abuse patterns affect your wealth condition and then how say something good uh, like abundance, any kind of abundance, whether uh, in this case we're specifically talking about finances or, or money or wealth, um, relationships, a good health or anything, fear running abuse patterns <clears throat> can distort you. So, and what abuse has anything to do with wealth? Right? Because as we look at it, 
and this is what happens to most of society is that um, uh, this is what happens to most of society is that uh, well they have this notion that I'm going to work my ass off make a lot of money and then I'm going to retire happy Okay, so that's the bigger picture of most people. Uh, and then there's there, there and then there's those individuals who go, well, I'm going to make a lot of money early on by creating invention uh, or doing whatever, investing, again, whatever it is, I'm going to make money early on, uh, and then I'll be happy. Or, you know, I'm going to get famous, I'm going to get popular, and then uh, well-known across the world, uh, and that will bring me in money, and then I'll be happy. Uh, however, none of those paradigms will make you happy. It's not about the money. It's about the patterns you run, right? The, how you operate, how you, say, create life. That makes you happy. So if you're not happy, let's say you make a lot of money, uh, that, say, disconnect, or that unhappiness will just get magnified. Most people tend to forget that who you are, this gets magnified by success. And that's why um, the imposter syndrome for many people come about. Because they, most individuals who become into a, who come into a successful role, uh, they have this notion that they're not good enough. Hence, the imposter syndrome. So, so that's part of the abuse. So what does wealth or, <clears throat> or any sort of abundance have to do with abuse? How, how do you relate that? Because, you know, you're going towards something good, right? You're going towards something that will benefit you. But again, if you're running patterns of abuse, money becomes a magnifier for you. And let's just talk about money in the first place. Because a lot of times, money, no matter who you are, is put upon a pedestal. Most people will do pretty much anything for money. Uh, look at the Harvey Weinstein case. Look at all those women that um, uh, sold themselves, right? Uh, had sex with a gross guy just to get the part. And they go, well, you know, I had to do that. Well, we're going to be talking more about that in the next series coming up. Um, but... People would do anything to create money thinking that they have to, and they don't. It's all a society's paradigm. Right? Uh, it's become so embellished in our society that you have to, say, work your fingers to the bone. Right? You have to give up your life. You have to destroy yourself. Uh, you you read a lot of success, like success quotes, success magazines, uh, success whatever, you know, Instagram, social media, books of individuals who've been successful. And then many people go, well, that's what you have to do to, to accumulate money. I'm not saying that, you know, you don't have to work hard or anything like that, but you don't have to destroy yourself. You don't have to destroy your family. You don't have to destroy your health uh, or anything else to, say, create an abundance or success for wealth. Because many individuals who do that, the wealth that they have, or the wealth that they accumulate, and I hear this over and over again to those individuals who you know who become wealthy. They get ill. They're older. 
uh, and they go, gosh, Moss, it's not, it wasn't worth the effort that I put into it. Because it doesn't satisfy you, that sort of wealth. And that's why uh, it creates abuse for you. Now, there's different forms of abuse uh, on wealth. <clears throat> One, you have what I just explained, is, is, is that you have, uh, you have, say, a mindset that you're going to do anything, and that's what they teach you. Right, uh, in business courses, motivation courses, uh, you know, coaching things like that, you do anything, no matter what it is, to create success because that's the only way that you get successful. Now, there's a truth in that, but the way that most people see it is not true. It's a total lie, but there's a grain of truth where that comes from. There's a grain of truth where that lie stems from. Okay? Since we don't know the deeper picture, uh, that lie exists, and then that uh, that concept or that belief destroys you. Okay? Uh, the other aspect comes from religion, where wealth destroys you. So, in many religions or spiritual movements, um, there's this um, uh, a disparity, right? That the two don't belong together, kind of like the church and state. It's separated. Although, how can you separate church and state? Because the people who run the state have some sort of, say, religious connection or persona in their in their thinking process. Same thing with here, right? We separate the identity from money and religion, or money and spirituality, and that's a, uh, that's the main source of abuse. You go, well, how can that be? Right? Uh, because, well, just think of it. Most of us think in this format. Okay? If you're a good person, you should only make enough money or be burdened, again, be burdened or be in lack for you to be good in the eyes of God or to go to heaven. So people who creep up uh, into higher and higher salaries, they have this notion, it's like that they don't deserve it, and and they actually get scared in holding on to the wealth that they have, because now they have this concept or notion that they're going to go to hell to make that, at that level of money, especially if they have that idea that as you send higher, or as you accumulate more and more money, it becomes easier and easier to make more and more money, right, because it's the magnifier effect. That's why the rich get richer. But they allow the money to work for them. But that's another um, seminar. So, so what happens is that um, because in in religion standards, uh, you know, it's like you got to work, you got to be burdened, right? Otherwise, you don't, you're not deserving of the abundance that God gives you. Hence, money is considered you know, that abundance. So we pull away from it because <clears throat> one, we're non-deserving, and then two, if we get too rich, well, then we're greedy, and then we're, we're in sin or we're sinners, and then we're not going to go to heaven. In today's society, although everybody, media and so on, right, always pushes the 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 life of luxury as a status symbol, 
of where you want to be, of what you want to be. Uh, on the flip side, uh, they destroy those individuals who are wealthy. Right? Political system, right? they're always against the wealthy. It's because the wealthy in the country, any country that you uh, that you live in, it's because of the wealthy, the poor people are poor. It's because of the wealthy are greedy, uh, the poor people are suffering. It's because of the wealthy, poor people are sick, they're not getting that right health care and so on like that. Uh, all of those are lies, by the way. It's because of the wealthy, because they don't pay enough of this, their fair share of the taxes, uh, again, that uh, the country suffers. Again, those are all lies, distortions, uh, and again, forms of abuse that we've been say, ingrained that destroy our perception of what wealth comes from or where wealth comes from. Uh, I'm not going to get into the details of how that works because, it, and maybe I will if we have got time. But, um, but uh, again, another seminar for that. Um, <clears throat> so let's talk about say that separation of wealth. And why that might happen. Uh, as a note, uh, living in any sort of lack is a form of abuse. And by abuse, it's basically you're off the mark. If you live in any sort of lack, Again, we're talking about wealth specifically on this call, but any sort of lack, you're off your path. You don't know who you are. I'm not going to go into details again, again, because that would be a whole different seminar. But in a nutshell, your existence here, your identity, your physical identity, your human identity here, including the money Right, finances and so on like that. It's only one percent of who you are. Just one percent. The real reason, or the bigger self, ninety-nine percent, or your spirit level, is most of you. Again, ninety-nine percent of you. Although that one percent dominates all your thoughts, all your energy, because most of us, what do we do? Um, we slave away for money most of our lives, right? walking away from the purpose of why we're here in life. And I'm not saying everybody should quit their job and do you know whatever, uh, but the way we do our jobs destroys us. So in a sense, again, money abuses us because we slave away 8, 10 hours a day, 12 hours a day, right? Uh, going to some place that we don't like to do so we can get that minimum wage or meager income so we can save for retirement so we can be happy and live our lives. Think of that paradigm. That's what we've been raised. That's what college teaches you, by the way. That's what society teaches you. Right, you grow up, you get an education, you get a job, so you can retire to be happy. So you've spent three quarters of your life being abused. 
and then with the religious paradigm where money is a sin again being accused although in religion it's a necessarily it's a necessary evil not sure why that is because they don't understand wealth that's why they say it's a necessary evil you know if god was all powerful in any religion why would god have to choose something that's dark for you to survive if it was all that powerful wouldn't you be self-sustaining in just the energy of those teachings? So obviously there's a distortion there. Again, that's how we get abused. Um, let's take a deep breath in. How religion abuses, uh, abuse makes us suffering in poverty and financial guilt. So let's just talk a, a little deeper about that. Um, if you if you look at the word religion, it's really about it defined. It's get defined as control. So the best way to control people is keeping them away away from their abundance. That's why religion professes that. Um, you have to go through, say, a church or, you know, some sort of intermediary before you can connect to God. You have to do it in a certain way. That's all levels of control for you not to understand your higher self. So religion, in a sense, again, is a control source. Somebody else has to control your gateway to a pure source. Um so, in fact, religion, what happens, the way religion abuses you is that, well, if you were wealthy, you would usually pull away from the church or some kind of factor, uh, religious uh, acknowledgement. So, so again, that's why religion is based around money, no matter what religion it is. It's about money. It's about the control of money or keeping you in lack, to keep you in control. Again, patterns of abuse. Uh, to go deeper into that, why money is, is is put on a pedestal, because money is a signifier on how wealthy you are. It's it's a physical representation on how much you're worth. So what that means on how how basically it's a physical representation on how awakened you are. And that's why money has been put on a pedestal above anything else. It's not just a form of, say, trade. It has a very, say, spiritual meaning to it. That's why there's a deep connection between, again, spirituality and money. So, in a sense, money is an indicator on how awakened you are at a spirit level. The true meaning of that. But since most of us, again, almost all of us aren't awakened, uh, money has become a facade. Since we don't know how to awaken, we don't know how to awaken, money does not, or wealth does not become a reflection of who we are. Uh, we do it just like anything else. We think that if we have money, we're spiritually enlightened. We have power. 
right? Because that's what, again, whatever happens at spirit level is a reflection at physical level. So what do we do? We don't know how to wake into a higher level where money just becomes a standard, where it's just abundant for us. It's a reflection of how high we've ascended. Uh, we create a facade where we accumulate money in the wrong source or the wrong way. We we do anything again to accumulate that facade of wealth, again, signifying that we're, we are somebody, we are connected, we are of wealth or we are of value. But since it's a fake wealth or value system, it destroys us. And that's how money becomes very, very destructive for us. Uh, let's take a deep um, breath in. So I'm just going to go through it just one more time. So in its truest sense, and this is what Significant Success is about, or the Significant Success series, is money done right, where money does not abuse you, or abundance does not abuse you, is that the more awakened you are, right, you get closer to your spirit, right, the full value of your spirit. Because if you think about it, an awakened spirit is not short or in lack in any way. It's complete in all aspects. There is no lack. So the closer you get to that version of yourself, right, the closer that you can get your physical identity to resonate with your 99%, that your spirit body, uh, your external world will reflect how ascended you are by creating, again, abundance around you. And that doesn't mean everybody has, you know, grand cars, huge houses and stuff like that. Uh, but you have the propensity to, if that's what you want. But it's not a facade. It's just at the level that you're at. So money does not make you. It's just a, it's just an added bonus. It's a reflection of who you are at a higher level. That's how grand you are. Just like if you saw your spirit, you would see, say, that golden brilliance around you that beauty, that grace, that nobility that you are. So if you're at that level and you realize that you are at that grand level, at the lack that we think we are, right? you bring that into a physical reality, what would your physical reality look like? There would be no lack. There would be no short change. Uh, there would be no abuse. There would be no um, destruction of anybody, anybody or anything. There would be no pollution. There would be nothing like that. It would just be grandness. It's like you are in higher levels. Uh, and I know some of you are thinking, well, we were brought in this world so we can learn something, so we can have hard times, so we can suffer, so we can understand the higher realms. Uh, that's not true. Uh, there's not a single ounce of truth into it. Uh, it's really through religious standards or spiritual practices because they don't completely understand what money is about, what money signifies. So let's take a deep breath in again. 
so in its truest sense. And this is the new, say, paradigm that we're going into, where your self-worth, basically, and that self-worth, and that's another distortion, self-worth in today's world is how much money you have, right? Or what you're worth physically, on paper. Um, self-worth in this case, significant self-worth, is basically the percentage on how awakened or how connected you are to your spirit. So how well you and your spirit are, say, intermingled. So basically how much of your identity that you are at spirit level, again, the grandest, the nobility, the brilliance that you are, is showing through here in physical form. By the way, many of us think that, you know, I'm spiritually connected. I've been doing this work for so many years. My family is very religious and so on like that. If you're abused and distorted uh, and lacking money, uh, it just shows you the level that you're connected to. It's just straight out is. So in reality, money um, or wealth becomes uh, uh, an indicator where you are connected at a spirit level. Uh, and I know it, it eats away at a lot of people. People are probably getting annoyed because then then you're thinking, well, does that mean that wealthy people are more spiritually connected? They're better off than, say, poor people. Um, no, not at all. I'm not saying that at all. Uh, like I said earlier, what happens is that um, although at some level, the, the, you know, wealthy individuals have figured, say, a slice of that pie on abundance. You have to be awakened at some level to be have any lo- sort of abundance. Okay. So I'm going to be talking about. Talk, I'll talk about that. So let's just let that sit. So this concept is that again, people think, and this is where that separation comes from spiritual people, is like wealthy people, they think that they're better off than the not wealthy and vice versa. So so wealthy individuals think they're better off than the poor people, let's say, or the spiritual people or the religious people. They move away from religion and spirituality. They think that their security lies in the money that they have. And that's very destructive, very abusive to those individuals. Because now they're providing or they're thinking that that security comes from a physical source. This is where those individuals who are super wealthy, they lose, you know, the economy goes bust like it did in 2008. There's billionaires that uh, commit suicide. There's not a lot of security there. Right? They lose half their wealth. And half their wealth would be, I don't know, millions of dollars. But again, do you see how that destroys them? A lot of us could live well off for a few million dollars. And you go, I could live that off and be happy. No, you wouldn't. People think that way. But again, money, like I said, money is a magnifier of the distortions that you are. That's why it's so hard to hold on to money. If you've got a lot of distortions, it it just means that you vibrate with those distortions 
much faster. You break apart faster. At least you're addicted to stuff, whatever it might be. Chocolate, sex, drugs, alcohol. You make a lot of money, you have a more, you have a higher propensity to do the same. And it's all those wild parties that people go crazy and they do really stupid things and they destroy themselves and then they end up in, well, end up, uh, drug rehab or suicide. Uh, and then poor people will go, look, see, that just shows that those people are in sin. Uh, and we're going to be talking about that. Uh, and poor people are middle class type individuals. You're no better off. And I'll talk about that. Um, so, <clears throat> so what happens is people who are, say, have a lot of money, they figured a slice of this, you know, a sliver of what creates abundance, but since they don't have the complete 360-degree view, that money destroys them. So as you ascend higher, what, this is what happens. Um, let's see. So let's see if I can say that, you know, you become successful very quickly. Does that make sense? You've got a lot of distortions. And this is where money abuses you, right? Um, you make a lot of money and then you go, you'll be happy, right? It's going to be abundant for you, but then it becomes abusive for you. And this is the reason why. This is the trajectory. You make a lot of money. You come with the, dis you didn't get rid of the distortions. You didn't get rid of your distortions, weaknesses and so on like that. You make a lot of money, and that money starts. You start to realize that, hey, I'm still not happy. I still have the drug issues. Uh, you know, I, I'm not feeling love. I'm not feeling that deep down inside completeness. So you think you should make more money. So you work harder. You destroy yourself even more to make more money. So you make more money, and then you start to realize that. Hey, this isn't satisfying. You know, I have 40 cars, uh, a couple palaces or whatever it is, uh, all these women around me, and I don't know, whatever people think luxury or wealth is. It's like, I'm not happy. And then what happens is that you need to make more money. Uh, and then... Well, the same thing happens, and, and and then we need to make more and more, and that's where greed comes in with people, because and they get greedier and greedier, and they want to control people, they want to have more money. The reason why, like I said, money becomes a magnifier for you, because at the lower levels, if you're not happy and content, right? Money becomes at the lower levels. You have just enough money; it's a small magnifier. Uh, and you see that um, you're not content, but you have a ton of money and you think that that money that you have should make you happy, should make you complete, should have a peace of mind. But basically, again, it's a magnifier. You see how far off you are, basically how separated you are from your spirit, that disconnect between the 1%, the 99%. Because money is a physical item. So the way we do it, again, is we accumulate through a physical identity of money. 
right? We buy luxury items. Uh, women or even men, they'll spend, you know, half their salary on a purse that they can't afford showing off that, hey, this is me. I have, you know, I can afford this purse. Look at me. I'm important. Uh, many people who make a lot of money, CEOs and so on like that, right? They do the same thing with their title. Look at me. I did all this. But deep down inside, they're very, very empty inside. Not my my idea of success. I'm not impressed by it. I work with people like that a lot. Uh, and the first thing they come to me is like, well, you should know me. I sh- you should be impressed, my baby, because I'm, I have this title. I made all this money. Uh, you know, I'm a billionaire. Uh, I did all this work and all this. And I look at them and I go, God, you know, they're ravaged. It doesn't impress me. And then they get even more mad, just like many of you do. Uh, let's go to, uh, on the flip side, because many people go, well, if I stay poor, then I'm better off than the wealthy. Uh, you're no better off. You're just the flip side of the coin, because both sides don't realize the magnificence, the grandness that you are. Right? So you're not deserving or you get abused by being in lack. Again, if you're awakened, connected to your spirit, you'd never be in any sort of lack. Both sides basically are in lack. Uh, the wealthy individuals, uh, they start to realize how far off they are. Poor individuals, they they hold on to the comfort that their spiritual movement, their spiritual acknowledgement, or their religion that they're practicing uh, is going to comfort them. But deep down inside, they have the same fear uh, as the wealthy, very insecure. Right? They have this idea that if they suffer in this reality, uh, that they're guaranteed a space in heaven, so to speak. Um, but it's a deep fear. And that's, I don't know who sold you that bill of goods. Um, you didn't even get a receipt for all the burdens that you're going through. You didn't even get a guarantee. But you still believe it in so deeply because you don't know anything else around it. So you're going to hold on to that insecurity, hoping that will be beneficial for you. Um, and then furthermore, what happens is that you start to pull away from the abundance that you should have, being in lack, thinking again, you're going to be better off. But again, it abuses you. Because you're not seeing the abundance that you are. You you slave away day in, day night for you know minimum abundance, thinking that's gonna keep you happy and it's not keeping you happy. It's keeping you separate from your identity of who you are. You're not realizing the grandness of who you are. By the way, money is only one percent. So if you took all the money all the cars, toys, everything that's physical here that we can touch. It's only 1% of the content of the universe. And that's been proven. That's a quantum physics. Statistics, not mine. So we gravel over the identity of money, which is only 1% of who we think we are. It's not even about the 99%. 
And most religions, most spiritual aspects fight about that. In fact, they fight about that with me. Like, well, if Montessori religious, uh, why does he charge money? What does that have to do with anything spiritual? Uh, anything that you do, whether it's good or bad, comes from a divine source. This is very egotistical for somebody to say that. Uh, any of your say, uh, abilities come from a source. Healing abilities, transformational abilities come from the same source. So why should you get say paid money? Then <clears throat> I shouldn't. Uh, where did we get that idea that if you are a spiritual person or you have spiritual abilities to help people like that, you shouldn't charge money from it because it comes from God? Where does everything else come from? That, that is a huge form of abuse for many individuals, uh, and it's actually just you know a, a veil that they hide behind. They haven't figured out how to become abundant. So we use it as, as an excuse. Uh, again, it really destroys us. Um, let's take a deep breath in. Um, <clears throat> uh, and then we'll uh, jump into the questions here. Um, why do our distortions get magnified by success or more money? Uh, I explain that a little bit. Uh, let's just go into it a little deeper. Because money or any type of success is supposed to, and the reason why we want success, okay, it's not about, yes, it's the basics, you know, feeding our family, you know, economics, surviving, paying for the mortgage, whatever it is. But the deeper reason for that is that it's a placeholder or a scorecard on how connected you are to your spirit. Because in reality, the deeper meaning about wealth or abundance is that the higher abundance that you are, that means the higher level of, of say, connection you are. Okay? The more aware or the higher that you resonate. But we've flipped it around. We've done a 180 on it. And what we do is that we fake awaken by going, look, I am at this level of success. I have this much money or this much knowledge, this much abundance, whatever it is. Uh, and this shows the world that I am at this level of connection to my spirit. But it's just a facade. We never do it the proper way, which is e the EI method, is to awaken at a high frequency where that abundance becomes a reflection of who we are. So again, through religious terms and through, say, just people who crave money, uh, they're, they're both doing it wrong because it's both a facade. It's just different sides of the coin. Um, So, so say again, say that you've got a lot of distortions, right? Since money is not brought about the same way, again, money or anything that we have is a reflection of who we are. We, we, we come into abundance or intellect, and I use intellect a lot of people, uh, powerful people, right? Because that becomes power. Knowledge becomes power in this world. Distorted knowledge obviously, but again, that gives you power or a level of, say, abundance or how connected you are. 
but again, it's fake. So as you ascend higher, you start to see that you feel incomplete. So you start to actually see how disconnected you are. And that's where it becomes abusive for you. So it becomes a magnifier. It lets you know that you are disconnected from your higher self because that, 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 that separation of your physical identity, spiritual identity, again, magnifies because wealth should present you with a feeling of self-completeness. And then the more money you have, you go, what the hell is happening? I should be really, really happy here. I should have strong relationships. I should be, have that completeness with myself. But I don't. Uh, I saw a great movie, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, it's about Queen, the, the musical group, uh, and the lead singer. Quite amazing. He had everything in the world, very empty, very lonely on the inside. Uh, again, a distorted perception of wealth, uh, which abused him. So, uh, how abuse patterns reflect uh, signif- uh, reflect wealth. So I talked about this as well, uh, how abuse patterns um, uh, ref- uh, reflect wealth. So what happens is that, um, say for example, uh, and this happens all the time, um, say for example that you're weak, right? You get abused. Uh, like many people do, like many, uh, they get abused. Um, right? So they think that, uh, and this is a great, take carrot, uh, or, or I'm sorry, this is a great stick. They get abused, they get pushed, they get shoved down. And then what happens is they make an oath to themselves. They go, I'm not going to live this way. So they get really, really, those individuals, they grow up and they get really, really wealthy. Right? They've used that abuse pattern as a stick to get them to a point because they don't want to get abused anymore. Right? They don't want anybody controlling them anymore. So it's a, it's a great stick. It was a great motivator. But now they've become really, really wealthy. However, they're still running that patterns of abuse. They didn't get resolve it for some reason. In fact, they might have even sold their ego. Um, or they might have sold their soul or spirit through the use of their ego, because that's what happens to people at higher levels, right? They want more money, so they, they'll do anything. They'll sell themselves, again, forms of abuse, um, not to be controlled by anybody. Unfortunately, since they didn't, say, heal the patterns of distortion of abuse, money becomes a magnifier. That money will abuse them, so they'll start to be corrupt. They'll start to worry about losing their money. So they start to become a slave of their money. They start to work. Since they're insecure, they need to make more money. So again, that money starts to abuse and they start to destroy every aspect of their life at a much higher version, at a much, much deeper intrinsic level than they've ever felt, say, physical abuse. It starts to become spiritual abuse. And that's where you hear the stories and then many people go, well, uh, I'm going to forego the wealth because I'm going to be happier, uh, poor. Again, same coin, 
different side. Um, significant success does it the total opposite. You purify, you clean up, you strengthen that connection between you and your higher self, your spirit level. Your spirit basically gifts you or showers you with the gifts of abundance. Just like you would, like uh, you love your children, you shower them with abundance. Same thing. Your spirit showers you with abundance and and luxury items and the beauty of the world because that's what it's here for. That's why beauty uh, and wealth and amazing uh, destinations and amazing luxury items, things like that, have come about. If done properly, that becomes a gift for you by spirit so you can experience the physicalness of this world, physical beauty and luxury of this world to pamper yourself. Uh, you're a holy ghost. Your your physical form is the holy ghost that's very tender to your spirit. Uh, you're very special. Many of us destroy the physical realm, the physical body, the physical identity of this reality and, and escape into the spirit world. Why did your spirit create such a beautiful, intricate piece of artwork for you to destroy it? Again, another distortion of wealth that abuses you. So, lack of success as a result is abuse, right? Because you walk away from success so you don't get abused. But then that lack of success abuses you because you're in lack now. Uh, Again, not an indicator that you're connected. Uh, and then success as a result of abuse. So you move away towards success, not to get abused, but then that what you've gained will abuse you the same exact way. Um, I don't know why Marilyn Monroe comes up, but she comes up. That beautiful woman, obviously, the most sensual woman, uh, I guess, in history, uh, according to many, um, but very, very abused. The wealthier she got, the lonelier she got. It didn't benefit her in any way. Although, you know, she, I'm sure any man would you know, want to be with her. Um, she didn't feel complete. Again, so if you look at her history, the more fame and fortune that she got, again, she basically sold herself. Right to create that fame and fortune, and that was her price that she paid. The more fame and fortune that she got, the more she realized what she had done and what happened to her. By the way, there's tons of families that do that. Uh, there's tons of people that sell their spirits, like many of Many of us, not me, uh, but many, there's just many people around the world that sell their spirit for a lot less than those people who, who seek fame and fortune. At least they got something out of it. Uh, many of you uh, didn't even get that. You didn't even get a taste of, say, abundance. So, uh, again, who's worse off? Uh, how people abuse or sacrifice themselves to gain wealth. 
again, the family, the, the standard is that you have to say sacrifice everything to become wealthy. I hear it over and over again in success training courses, the books that I read or, you know, that are out there, right? Those successful individuals said they had to sacrifice everything and that's they think that's the standard it's not the standard that's what they had to do to become wealthy and again their wealth they still have the same issues as before so if they didn't do it properly that's why they had to sacrifice their health their family uh, selling their soul to the devil right to get to where they got you don't have to do that Uh, more questions. Uh, how can we create more financial wealth in our in our lives, free of distortions? Okay. Um, it's really a good question. Well, you free yourself of distortions. Wealth naturally comes to you, not the other way around. Uh, and that's the problem with society. It's like, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna slave myself away, you know, get the money, and then when I retire, I'm gonna go find myself. By that, by the time you're 60 or 70, it's way too late. So take the time to do it right. Teach your children properly about abundance and that connection to to their higher self. Right? You free yourself. You clear yourself up of family distortions and stuff. And then it's a scorecard on where you are. I've worked with uh, I don't know tens of thousands of people across the world. Money naturally starts to show up. Yes, they still have to do the work, but you'd be amazed at how effortless, say, money comes uh, into them as they clean themselves up. And again, it's amazing how it shows up. And it's amazing how you get taken care of. Not just money, but everything else that you need to be provided for. Right? You be provided for, and then you do what you're what you're what you were here or what you, know, you start to focus on what the real reason why you were here to identify who you are in physical form not to slave away so. um. uh, so again free your distortions wealth will naturally come for you um uh, and by the way, freeing distortions does not mean that you're. I'm going to try to be a good person. That's not freeing your distortions. Okay. Uh, most people think that way. I'm going to be a good person, and then I should be okay. Money should come to me, or I should be taken care of. Uh, if it's not working for you, then you're doing it wrong. It just is. Look at your scorecard. Uh, being a good person is is a reflection of how connected you are. So, being a good person, doing good deeds, things like helping others, things like that, again, is a reflection on how connected you are. Most people who are on, say, the spiritual or religious route, they do those things the same way people scavenge after money to say that, hey, I'm this connected. People who do great, you know, good things, they help people, uh, they're a good so-called person, they, you know, they burden themselves again by giving away everything to help people. 
It's just it's just the same distortion as people seeking money. You're just trying to show that you're a good person, so you look good in front of others, including yourself, so you don't get judged later on when you go to heaven or hell. That's the wrong way to do it. Again, your awakening should be a reflection on where you are. Once you awaken, you naturally are a good person. Once you awaken, you can help more people than ever because you're abundant in other respects. You're not, you're not trying to save yourself as you save others. It's like you have a hole in your boat and you're bringing people in to save them. Well, you're going to drown just with them. You're just extending the time of when you drown. Uh, so this is really about, say, Having a solid boat and then you can save people. Again, having a solid connection with your higher self, or if you want to call it God, and then you naturally are a good person. You naturally are kind to people. You naturally help people, animals. You save the planet because you're, uh, you're conscientious of what's around you. It's not a facade. It's not fake. Uh, can must please share a frequency of true wealth uh, that we can tap into that is pure and free of distortion uh, during the call. Um, yeah, I'm resonating that, but um, yes. So in one sense, it's good. Uh, and, and the reason why this is good uh, is because, you know, I say a frequency, say, of of of, of non-distorted wealth. Right or basically our connection to who you are. So what happens is that the good thing about this is that it's like you're on this. We're on this path. I'm ahead of you, going, hey, this is the path. This is the way we need to go. And it's kind of like a lighthouse for you to follow. Okay, so you know where to go. So in that essence, is good. Uh, on the second essence, and I kind of have a problem with that, is that well, well. Moss, if you can share like frequencies of wealth or frequencies of wealth, uh, and then I'll be good. But what happens is, like most of us, you know, most of us want love, most of us want connection, most of us want health, but then we just want, a, you know, a topping of that stuff. We're not going to get rid of the distortions. We're not going to get, a, the, you know, the ill habits that we have and so on like that. We just want, say, better health on you know, layered on top. We just want wealth layered on top. It doesn't work that way. You have to have a solid foundation for anything to grow and expand. Most of us think that we just want more of what's good for us and then we'll stay the same. Same way that, again, for fame and fortune comes to uh, really fast for people. Uh, you know, fame and fortune gets, say, put on top of the distortions that they are. It destroys them later on. So in this question, that's what you're asking. You you have to be willing to, say, get rid of the distortions. If you want happiness in your life, you don't slather on more happiness. I mean, people do that by going out and getting drunk, especially creating occasions for themselves, creating excuses to step out of life, right? And then they come back to their normal everyday life and they're not happy. They always have to be doing out something outside of themselves to be happy, right? Something extraordinary to be happy. But what about those people who are just naturally happy? I'm naturally happy and I don't have to do a thing. I can just sit all day, just be naturally happy. That's where you really want to be, right? And then when you do things, 
well, your extra say complete and happy. Right? So the way to get to that point is that, well, let me give you a building example. Right? You want to, your house, uh, your house is, um, you know, ill-maintained, right? It's old, right? It's corrupted and so on like that. Got bad plumbing. So what most people want is like, well, I'll just paint over here and there. I'll polish up the floor, dust here and there, and then I'll be good. But in a short time, you realize that the heater doesn't work. Electrical outlets don't work. You know, it blows the fuse, all this stuff. The plumbing is backed up, right? We don't do any of that. So it's the same thing in that house. You have to go through, you know, get rid of the heating system, replace it, replace whatever else, right? The infrastructure, right? Get rid of the mold and all that crap. That's a lot of work. Most people won't be able, won't do that. But you have to go to that level. But once you're done with it, uh, you're satisfied with the house. It's not going to bother you over and over again. Uh, most people will do little fixes. They won't take the time to go deep down inside because it's too troublesome, not worth the effort and whatever it is, but they'd rather live with the same distortion throughout their life because they won't take the time to get rid of it. They do it, uh, they won't take the time to do it properly the first time. Uh, there's that saying, um, uh, there's never time to do it right the first time. There's, but there's always time to do it again. Uh, where have most limited financial programs started from religious uh, question mark and then from religious teachings question mark um, so both so so back in the day and this is why uh, a lot of the um, i don't want to get into it too much but a lot of the the the, the laws of the church uh, happen uh, it's all about well so just to give you a point, um, um, because the church wanted to accumulate wealth or land, right? They have these priests, uh, and as they died, well, they'd give it away to their families. So they put it in place that priests shouldn't uh, shouldn't marry, should be celibate. The only reason for that is nothing spiritual. The only reason for that is like when they die, uh, they have to give it back to the church. Because there's nobody else to give it to. Fortunately, uh, you know that's a huge distortion. For fortunately, there's millions of young young boys that get abused just because of that uh, distorted law, so to speak. Uh, or uh, you know, and it's got nothing to do with God or spirituality or cleansing or anything like that. It's got nothing to do with that. Um, so yes, it's from the religious perspective, uh, and those individuals uh, who are in order again, no matter what religion. I'm just pointing out one distortion of a religion, but other religions have that distortion as well. It's a source of control. You know, you're supposed to give your money to the church because you don't know what to do with it, because you're going to go to hell or you're going to be, you know, get seduced by it. So let the church or the mosque or whatever control. Uh, your money for you. You should give it to them because they have a better knowledge on what to do with it. They're not going to get seduced by it. That's distorted as well. And then many individuals, you know, they say, screw the church, screw religion and everything. I'm going to create success on my own. And they go out and they distort themselves by selling themselves and so on. 
right? To show that they're, well, abundant. Both sides are showing that they're abundant, but the abundance is just a facade. It's fake. And that's why both sides, you still get that empty sense of well-being. The only way you can connect or the only way you can get that, uh, get that general, that sense of well-being that everybody is looking for, although everybody does it through a physical way, is to understand yourself and get connected to your sense of self or your higher spirit, awakened spirit. Uh, what can we do on a regular basis to help us shift financial distortions? Uh, is start to look at money as an investment. Uh, start to look money um, as a tool that you use. Most individuals look at money from a slave type status. Right? But to flip that around, successful individuals, right? they use money as a tool. They create money as a tool. They make money work for them. Again, but most, especially middle, lower, in, they work for the money. So you think you're free. You're going to get money and then you're free. You're not. You're a slave to the money. So one of the biggest factors, again, it's total abuse, one of the biggest factors, if you can change that mindset and start to go, hey, I deserve more, I'm worth the X, right? I'm much higher. I'm all abundant. I'm sp- I guess the best way to do it is, would your spirit be any sort of in any sort of lack? If you can keep that consciousness that you know your spirit is all abundance, that abundance starts coming into you, and you'll start to see that you don't you don't have to be a slave to anybody or anything, including money. Turns it around, and then money starts to become a reflection. So keep that consciousness in mind, I guess. So on a regular basis, start to know how uh, abundant and how royal you are outside of money. And then money will be a reflection rather than a distortion. Oops. Uh, Clarify the teachings that your financial abundance is a direct reflection uh, of the purity of your spirit. How does that reflect uh, or align with someone like Trump? Well. Um, that's a facade. Again, most individuals have, say, sold themselves. I'm not going to get to the personality or details of Trump. But, uh, it's, not, it's not right to talk about people. I mean, you wouldn't want to be talked about in front of people. Um, but so, so, so again, most individuals who become successful literally sell themselves, uh, sell their spirit to accumulate confidence and wealth. Uh, not confidence or um, power and wealth. And that's why they have to keep, say, using more and more power. They have to control more and more countries or more and more people uh, to maintain their power. It's not true wealth. So, um, so, so again, you're getting it distorted. To clarify the teachings that your financial abundance is a direct reflection of the purity of your spirit. Yes, it's not. It is a direct reflection if done right. But again, most individuals 
fake their test scores. It's all they're doing. They're basically one those people who sell their souls, right? Uh, they just they just bought somebody else's test score and goes and they go, hey, look, you know, I've got a test score, you know, 100 percent. Look at me, I've got all this wealth. Uh, again, they sold their souls. Uh, although they have all the luxury items, they're empty inside, and they're very they um, distorted and abused it on the inside. Uh, the same way that you work or slave for the money, um, you're you're distorted and demented on the inside as well. So it's the same thing. Uh, so I'm not saying that you know your direct financial wealth is a reflection of how awakened you are, right? Because that's what you're thinking. You're thinking, oh, that person's wealthy, then they must be, you know, at a high spiritual level. No, not at all. I'm saying is that, oh, that person is highly uh, connected to their higher self, right? They resonate at a higher level. Because of that, uh, they have a high wealth value. It's very different. One's a facade, one's a reflection. Right? If you're poor, let's just say, it's still a reflection of how disconnected you are. You should never be of this uh, lack. Uh, look at the nature. It's never in lack. It's always complete. It provides everything for every uh, animal out there, or everything that's out there. Um, so again, it's very, it's not even a nuance. It's a huge, huge difference. Uh, and by the way, you're not just financially successful in every aspect of you. And this is how you can tell. Okay? And this is where 360 degrees of abundance are. If you are at an awakened level, okay? so your scorecard should show abundance for you. Your scorecard, though, is not just checked off as far as finances go, all aspects of your life are abundant. Your health, your wealth, your relationships, all aspects are abundant. If you're not completely abundant or on the road for that, um, then you've done wealth wrong. So those people who drive fancy cars and whatever, uh, showing off their wealth, there's nothing wrong with that if they're naturally abundant. Uh, if they're all complete all the way around. But again, just like people who don't have fancy cars and live in meager income, um, it's just a reflection or a distortion. So neither side uh, is any better off than, than... They're no better off than any other side. Right? Um, I get that a lot. It's like, you know, poor people are middle income. It's like, well, I'm glad I'm not rich because I have all this. You still have all those issues. It's just that uh, you just don't know it as 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 deep, because again, as you get wealthier, everybody sees the distortions that you are. It reflects off you, right? You've got a bigger mirror as you get become wealthier in a distorted way. Uh, people who aren't that wealthy, they've got a smaller mirror, so it's less subtle, but it's the same distortion. Uh, on the inside, again, it's the same level of distortion whether you don't have money or you do, but the reflection of how distorted you are becomes grander. So it's a very important point to understand. 
uh, how can someone's how can someone still retain their mechanical their material wealth as they transition towards significant success, or is it a complete breakdown uh, like bankruptcy required to build true wealth for that individual? Yeah, for me, uh, it was it was like a complete breakdown again. Went bankrupt, lost I don't know, million dollars, uh, millions of dollars, a home, whatever, um, because I thought if I was wealthy like that, I'd be good to go. I'd be secure. My family would just be secure. Right? And again, to the level <coughs> that you have to reach, or I've reached, I had to say break down at much, much deeper levels than most people have to. Right? Most people don't really want to go to the levels. Although some of you go, yes, I would. Well, are you ready for, say, the deeper training that you need to go through uh, to get to this level? Uh, and this is where this is where wealth gets distorted, right? And this is where I go. Are you willing to do anything to get to the levels, say that I got, or to the levels of Jesus or Buddha and so on? That's where that distortion comes from. The distortion comes from is like, are you willing to do anything to get to those levels to create the wealth? Right, the money aspect or the material wealth. You shouldn't do anything. You should be cautious of doing anything to get material wealth. However, you should do anything to get to or connect to pure source even stronger. There's a huge difference there. One, as you ascend higher and higher, okay, uh, what you're willing to give up, again, do anything to connect to pure source, you're not going to destroy yourself. You're not going to sell yourself, sell yourself short. You're not going to get abused by anything because you're on the road to pure source. But your desire is so strong to get to pure source. Pure source will not charge you, abuse you, distort you, anything like that. So to do, willing to do anything, Basically, what you're doing is like you're willing to peel off uh, the facade of who you think you are to get to the real self, to get to closer to pure source. So willing to do anything in that respect because that's what pure source demands of you. But if you're doing willing to do anything for any other reason, you're selling yourself to some other source that demands that you get abused. It's a huge difference. But that's where the incongruency or that's where that lie that I talked about comes in. Uh, people go, I'll do anything for that person I love. Uh, you shouldn't do that. That's just a form of abuse. Do anything to make money. right? I'll do anything to go see this famous rock star, whatever it is. Uh, that's just an abuse pattern, guys. So be mindful of how you talk. Uh, so how can someone still retain the material wealth as they transition towards significant success? Yes, be mindful that that wealth is not an indicator of how ascended you are. Okay, so understand so you don't have to lose it all as long as you understand the concepts underneath that the security of what that wealth provides you does not come from the wealth. It comes from how connected you are to your higher self or how awakened you are to your higher self or pure source. Uh, 
So once that is like locked into you, uh, you don't have to lose the wealth. You can just say accumulated okay? or stay stationary. By the way, there's no say rule that you have to lose everything to understand or get on the right track. Once you understand the concept, it's all you need. What is true wealth without money? Uh, If we have a good job, family, life, connection to pure source, um, but are financially solvent, but are not financially solvent, does that really mean we are not wealthy? Um, Well, it depends on what you call your definition of wealthy. Significant success, uh, that 360 degree of abundance. So you've got, I don't know, say six uh, out of six pieces of the pie, six out of six, 100% 100% of 360 degrees of abundance, let's say. You've got, say, three or four pieces of the pie that is abundant for you. So you need the other, say, uh, two or three pieces to become completely abundant. One of them would be financial. Uh, and as I scan whoever wrote this, um, you know, you're selling yourself short. You think you're happy, but could you be even happier? Could be you be even more abundant? So again, you've got a really good foundation. You still have to, um, one of the things I would do, whoever wrote this question, is really understand that you're worth a lot more than what you think. Uh, and you'll be even more happier. Your family will be even more connected. Right? And that's why you're lacking that wealth. Uh, aspect of it. Uh, why is financial shifting one of the slower transformations for so many of us? Just like what I talked about, um, because of the deserving pattern. Most of us don't think that we are as grand as we we are, so we sell sell ourselves short, uh, and that's why money is so they put as a pedestal. It's that last horizon to really understand that we are. Um, many, for many, money is put above us above your human worth. So you have to get over the fact, flip it around, uh, and then you'll see that money comes in for you. Um, Moss has mentioned that uh, until you clear distortions, a wealth that comes in will abuse you. Yes. Can we give examples of what looks like? I did one. Um, um, See, I can give you another example. Say that you've run abusive patterns, right? You've gotten abused, um, like physically abused, let's just say, right? You create a lot of money, create a lot of wealth. You haven't, say, deleted the physical abuse. What will happen is that, uh, and I'll give you an extreme example of this person. Uh, they ran that pattern. Right? Uh, they got wealthy. They start to abuse themselves because they they got wealthy in a distorted way, not the pure source way. So again, magnification of their distortions. They felt more comfortable being abused because they felt that money was not, they weren't worth the money that they were making. So they got into self-abuse. They would literally say physically hurt themselves to feel good about the money that they made, but they didn't deserve it. So that's that pattern. Um, other lighter forms is that we slave away, we sell ourselves right? every day, every, the job, uh, to make money, again, distorting ourselves. Uh, that's, a, that's a lighter form of that. Um, 
So the weaknesses that you have, basically, again, like money just magnifies the weaknesses that you have. Simple as that. Um, How removing abuse patterns would affect wealth. Uh, lose ambition, lose insecurities. Uh, no, you wouldn't lose ambition. Uh, not at all. Uh, most people think that, you know, if you're, say, connected to your higher self, uh, you would lose ambition and desire, right? Uh, you would, you would not have fun. That's not true at all. Not true at all. Uh, again, you naturally come to an abundance that you'd have more fun than ever because you truly know who you are so you can feel life. You can taste, say, the the, the succulence of life as you bite into it. Uh, everything else is, say, like being on drugs, right? You want to get away. You want to escape from life. Uh, money becomes that for many people. becomes an es- escape, especially a lot of money. People escape into more parties, more drugs, more whatever, more extreme things, make trying to make them happy. And deep down inside, I know many people like that, by the way, deep down inside, uh, they're empty as hell. The more parties and more stuff that they go to, the more, the more that they realize that well, they're empty as hell. Um, again, take a look at uh, the movie Bohemian Rhapsody from Queen, especially if you like their type of music. Um... Uh, what true wealth is like when we are free of abuse patterns. So true wealth actually, again, it becomes a reflection of who you are. So it accents the power that you are. It accents the grace, the beauty, the confidence that you are. So as you as you walk through life, people look at you and it's like, wow, uh, they're really noble. And it's not what you're wearing. You can tell the difference, right? When people fake their wealth, they're wearing a purse, but they feel uncomfortable, uh, or they have this car, uh, you know, a big car, or whatever. You know, they look, they get out, and you look at them, and it's like, wow, they're really insecure inside, All right? <clears throat> but you see, very, very few people that own the wealth that they have. Uh, you look at them, and it's like, damn, they deserve, you know, that car or that purse or whatever it is or that luxury item, or that beautiful spouse that they're with. They're that good. Uh, Everything is congruent. You can see that congruency. Basically, I guess it's all about congruency. Uh, If you're not congruent with your wealth, you'll get abused, or that wealth will abuse you. Because, again, it becomes a reflection of the distortions that you are. All right, guys, uh, I think we went a little overboard uh, in time. So, uh, again, thanks for being on the call. Uh, notice what you notice. I just hope that helped you, uh, help you prepare, especially as we get to the end of the year, uh, end of the month. Again, letting go of those old distorted patterns, whether they come from religious, society, spiritual uh, concepts that haven't been working out for you. Again, if you're not abundant, in all aspects, then uh, you need to change the way you view uh, your paradigm of, say, connecting to a higher order, 
right, guys. Um, and then look at the B series coming up. Uh, see which one's good for you. And thanks for being on a call. <coughs> notice what you notice, and then start noticing the details of what you notice. You guys, take care. Bye bye. If you found this talk beneficial, I encourage you to listen to all five free fundamental calls. Uh, you can go to Moss Sajadi. That's M A S dash S A J A D Y dot com forward slash recovery. You can uh, listen to all five free calls and then find out more information on a specific program that will help you free yourself of any type of abuse where you can reclaim your power. Thanks for listening. Notice what you notice. And as always, notice the details of what you notice.